Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to episode of 196 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Hollywood Hearn. We have a special guest in the building. Mr. Rick Lovato, how are you doing today, man? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, see, Rick's got the professional setup back there. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's a professional football player, but he's also a professional streamer. I, I, I heard word on the street I, I, is that a uh, professional, but hey, a gamer. I, I, I grind, I grind, man. I'm trying the, the next ninja. Is that what we're looking at right uh, after yeah, retirement? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see that as my uh, you know, post career after football, so you know. Start working on it. So how, how's the off season been treating you? How, you know, are you a kind of guy that wants to like take a couple long vacations, get away from it all? Or are you a grinder? You watching tape, working out your techniques? Yeah. Uh, what's your off season like? You know, I'm, I'm kind of in between. So you know, I, I do a few of my trips. You know, I went to California and visited a couple friends out there. I, uh, you know, I went to Florida a couple times actually too, just for a couple weeks. But, uh, no, I'm at the same time. I'm also, you know, trying to grind. I'm trying to stay in shape. You know, the NFL, it goes all year round, whether people see it or not, you know, it's our off season, but it's also our time, also our time to, you know, get ready for the next season. We're constantly, constantly being, uh, you know, put out there, uh, against other players. You know, there may not be another long sapper in, in the locker room, but you know, you never know when someone else is going to get signed. So I got to be ready at all times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, I know that you have um, a background in wrestling and I'm just curious as to like, I I know that like specialists, uh, I feel like training is different than all the other positions on the field. I want to know, like, what, what do you take away from your wrestling background and you kind of uh, to infuse into your football career? Oh, 100 uh, percent. The wrestling has made football, any sport I've ever played, uh, baseball, that much easier because wrestling training is 10 times harder than anything else I've ever done. Uh, you know, you're constantly in there, you're sweating and it's an individual, individual sport. So that that puts more pressure on you than anything else you can do in a team sport. You know, you're you're out there under the lights by yourself, one v one. And, uh, you know, I kind of look at long snapping like that, too, because I'm, you know, it's just me holding the ball and I got to deliver, you know, a perfect snap every time. So uh, I kind of use that as an advantage, you know, to put me under pressure a little bit and take away that pressure when I'm out in the football field. Absolutely. Now, you, go ahead. Go. No, I was going to say, uh, you know, talking about wrestler being perfect. Your dad was uh, a pretty phenomenal wrestler, uh, went to Temple. Yeah. Uh, this guy. um, is he the best wrestler in the family though? Yeah. You know, what's funny is, so my mom, uh, my mom's cousin, Glenn Pritzloff, he is a three-time state champion at my high school. So my dad was the first state champion at my high school. He was a three-time state champion at my high school and then went to Penn state and won a national championship. So I got a family full of wrestlers, my uncles, uh, one of my uncles wrestled at old dominion, my alma mater. 
and so yeah, there's there's a ton of res- wrestlers out there in my family. And and sticking with that photo, your family. Mm-hmm. So I, I I hear that your mom is pretty much the main influence. Is one of the reasons that you became a long snapper. I know that you were the uh, like you were a center, and there you, your team had no yeah. long snappers. So you kind of just by default ended up being that guy. And then your mom kind of pushed you to pursue that as a career. Can you just tell me like uh, what kind of influence she had? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, she you know she's the one who got me to start long snapping camps. I had no idea. I just thought it was a job that I could do, you know, because I could snap the ball as a center. I could throw the ball, you know, between my legs. No one else could do it. And I had a pretty good arm. So and I couldn't be quarterback. I was too big to be quarterback. Mm-hmm. So uh, she made me or I made, uh, you know, the decision to play center and long snap. And she found out uh, from a coworker actually, who is the father-in-law of Clark Harris. He is uh, the snapper for the Bengals mm-hmm. and has been there for now for the last 14, I think he's going maybe on his 15 or 16th year. Uh, and yeah, she he told her, look, do you, if he's serious about long snapping, take this guy to camps. He's gonna learn so much. And, uh, and here I am, <laughs> I <laughs> went from, you know, high school to college and I thought that was the biggest step. And then I went from college to pro and I just couldn't believe, you know, keep continuing to go to these camps would help me so much in my entire career. To Super Bowl champion and That's Pro right. Bowl long snapper, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man. don't say yourself short. Yeah, man. It's been, uh, hey, uh, it's been Rick, a journey. Rick, That's 100%. Hey, Rick, your dad has fans in here. Uh, Rick, uh, Mark Oberdorf says, Rick, your dad and my friend Joe Stella were roommates in college. Yes, they were. I talk about Joe Stella uh, with my dad all the time. That's hilarious. He was just talking to me about him uh, two two weekends ago during Easter. So that's hilarious. That's great. There so, we go. I knew that you you grew up in the area. You're from Neptune, New Jersey, correct? And so uh, I was born in Neptune. I lived in uh, Lincroft, New Jersey, Middletown, New Jersey. So about an hour from uh, Philly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. You, you grew up. I'm assuming an Eagles fan, correct? Uh, oh. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so hey, I didn't hey, grow up. Come on, Rick. I'm gonna break it down for you. I was just a huge fan of. So I played flag football uh, and up until I was in sixth grade. I didn't even play tackle football until the sixth grade. Funny mm-hmm. story there. I'll tell that later. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I didn't even know uh, who I wanted to be a fan of because my whole family were Giants fans. And, you know, I like the Giants, but I like the teams that I was playing on when I was in flag football. One year I was the Titans. One year I was the 49ers. Um and then when I got to middle school, I became a Steelers fan, which is weird yeah. uh, because my sister went to Miami, Ohio, where Big Ben went. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Brandon Brooks, by the way. Yes. They know each other. Um, Shout out to BG. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was like Big Ben. And at that time, that's when they first won you know, the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. And then they went on and played the Green Bay Packers and lost and won uh, again against uh, – who was it? The Cardinals. So, yeah. I mean, it was a good time for the Steelers for being a Steelers fan. So I guess you could say I was kind of a front runner, but at the same time, the Giants were doing very well during that time period. As right. well. So we'll, we'll, we'll let it slide. We'll let yeah, it slide. I, mean, I understand the don't worry. I'm a full blown birds fan now, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, that. man, That's we want to see a tattoo, man. <laughs> you want to see it? <laughs> no. No. All right. I mean, I do. Rick, I, I, sh- I should let you know that me and you have uh, a couple things in common while we're on the topic of the tattoo. I, I, I 
I waited my entire life for an Eagles Super Bowl. I never really knew mm-hmm. what kind of tattoo I ever wanted, but I knew there was one in particular. If the Eagles ever won a Super Bowl, I'm getting the Lombardi trophy on right. my body because I'm just going to show it to anybody that tells me, no, you guys got no Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. I was sick of that conversation. So yeah. me and you, we both got the Lombardi ink. That's, man. What, that's what I'm talking about, man. And that was a Real one. huge story behind that as well. Vince Lombardi is buried in my hometown, Middletown, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I went and visited his grave in 2016 uh, when I was with the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, all that connected and then ended up a year later out with the Eagles and winning the Vince Lombardi trophy. It just was mind blowing. Uh, so I had to get a, a Lombardi trophy. Plus, I was, you know, on the verge of never making in the league. I was just a guy who was filling in for guys who got hurt. And finally won a job uh, with Philly and winning a Super Bowl that year. It just it all unfolded and just exploded in my face. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, uh, t- talk about this moment. I mean, what, what did that feel like? Uh, signing that contract yeah. <laughs> and, and knowing you have some stability and you have a home. I mean, that's got to be a that's got to be a great feeling. That was another huge moment in my life. Um, you know, besides getting that Pro Bowl call from from Doug Peterson, that that moment right there was what I was looking forward to. You know, my entire career was, uh, you know, solidifying myself as the Eagles long snapper for the next four years um, and really getting some, you know, some stabilization with uh, with a job in Philly. You know, I bought a house. I'm here in uh, Morristown, New Jersey now and uh, 25 minutes outside of Philly. But, uh, yeah, I love it here, man. This is this is home to me, you know. My parents grew up right around here. They went to college here. Dad went to Temple. My mom went to Rowan, which was Glassboro State at the time. Uh, so it's great, man. And they come to every game. So that makes things way easier. They have not missed a game, I think, since high school. Wow. So it's, yeah, they've been to every single game, uh, home and away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, so I got that great family support, which is awesome. And, and so I mean, you also – I'm sorry, Gal. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was going to say uh, – you know, you talked. You briefly talked about, uh, you know, making the Pro Bowl. I mean, this this is Pro Bowl swag. I mean, you're standing next to some, some real time, real deal, uh, Holyfield players right here. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I felt like that all weekend. I, I was just like, <laughs> I, I looked so small compared. I am much smaller than all of them, but I just felt like that all weekend. You know, you got Clay's Campbell walking around. You got all these dudes that I, man, they were just I'm like, these guys are going to be, you know, in the hall of fame. And I'm yeah. sitting there watching these dudes play. Um, and I was just mind blown, you know, being at that, getting invited to that, you know, cause yeah, you know, like for me, you know, you never feel like you belong as, especially as a long snapper, you know? So right. it was just an absolute honor to be there. You know, I, I, you know, worked my butt off that year. So I felt, felt great about, you know, getting invited to the Pro Bowl. So that was that was a huge moment in my career. Definitely. And you and you talked about like uh knowing a lot of the other long snappers in the league. When mm-hmm. you're at that Pro Bowl, do the specialists tend to like group together and hang out with each other? Is is there like a camaraderie among all the specialists in the league where you guys know each other? Oh, hundred percent. I I'd say the specialist group is probably the smallest community in the NFL. You know, we all know each other, we all talk. Uh we is had there, a long is there a group snap- chat? Yeah, we had a long seven group chat going. Um, That's awesome. A couple of years ago, because the whole thing was with the Pro Bowl was that uh, they had never in you know in the past voted for long snappers for the Pro Bowl. It was just the team that was invited, uh, or the, the coaching staff that was invited would pick up a, a player, a long snapper to go. You know, because the punter and the kicker would get voted in. Mm-hmm. But this was, that was the first year 
um, you know, a long sapper could get voted in by other long sappers, punters, kickers, and coaches around the league. So that was a huge moment for us, all of us. And not only that, it's going to help, you know, long sapping uh, contracts in the future. You know, we've been very stagnant, making the same amount of money for the last, you know, 15 years or so. Um, we also have one of, you know, the most tenured jobs in the NFL as well. So it's, it's nice. But yeah, it's, it is a huge step for long snappers. So, I, and this year again was uh, another huge step. We had a um, first All Pro selection as well, where two long snappers got selected to the All Pro team. So it's been, you know, just in two, three years, it's been a huge step for long snappers, which is great. So, so what are like some things that you try to do to stand out and go above and beyond as a long snapper? Because I feel like that's one of those positions where you don't really end up hearing like the long snapper's name unless they were to mess up, if they if they were to sail a ball or something like that. Right. So, how do you put yourself on the map as a long snapper? You know, it's about being consistent. Of course, you don't want anyone to know your name unless it's you know very very good very high praise uh, yeah because if, if it's either it's either very very good or very very bad mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's it's tough man you kind of have to fly under the radar uh but the biggest thing is you know being that guy in the locker room you know i co-led um the league in tackles the last two years and not a lot of people know that yeah uh, which is fine but that was just for long snappers you know last two years i me and the jets long sapper uh tied each other for most tackles in the league um so yeah that was something that i try to you know take pride in and you know keep continue to make more and more tackles every single year because you know that's what you know that's what coaches are looking for in the future uh is just these guys who can go make plays it's it's no more just being consistent as a long sapper they want guys who can fly down the field and make plays Absolutely. I mean, you got. I get. You got to flex when you can, man. Like you got to let them know. I snap and I make tackles. That's I right. I'm not here <laughs> snapping the ball. Uh, but you know, just talking about you know the highs and lows of being a long snapper, and, and you know, you want to get to that pinnacle. Obviously, making the Pro Bowl is there. Mm-hmm. Is that that high pinnacle? But like, what is the difference between a good long snapper and, and like a really great long snapper? Like, what what are the what are the traits that uh, coaches look for? That that would be how consistent and fast you are with your snaps. So, I mean, obviously, accuracy is probably the first thing that's most important is, you know, hitting the punter in the hip every time and, you know, laces out on a field goal snap every time. But also, you know, having that size, having that, uh, you know, that 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 presence inside the A gaps, you know, when you're on punt team, when you're on field goal, you can't let anyone by you when it's your time to block a guy that's coming through the a gap you got to get it done and that's what separates guys from college to pros um and that's why it takes so guys so long to get into the league as a long snapper it took me two years just to learn how to block that a gap you know guys are constantly trying to get in the league because they you know they have no experience in uh college football because you snap the ball and run straight downfield that's yep. that's most college uh schemes but in the nfl you got to have size. You got to have. You got to be smart. Uh, whether a scheme is coming at you and how you're going to pick it up, and if you know you're not expecting something but you still pick it up, those are all important factors. And it's because it's not just snapping. It's there's so much other things you need to know about schemes and um, everything that's going on around you. Who your guard is, who your tackles are, their responsibilities as well. 
it's all important. You're, you're, I'm like, I feel like I'm the Jason Kelsey of the, the special, the special teams. teams. You know, Absolutely. I got to know everyone. You are. You definitely are. Yeah, everyone's, uh, everyone's jobs, you know, like when they have questions because they're more worried about defense or offense, you know, they, they have questions that I want them to come to me because I know the schemes. I know exactly what's coming towards them. So, I, I mean, I, I love that a lot when younger guys come up to me and ask me questions. Absolutely. Now, is that a is that a possible career path? Like after the after the game is over, you know, maybe you're not a pro gamer at the point. <laughs> uh, would, would you would you think about beca- becoming a special teams coach? Uh, I mean, I've thought about it. It's it's tough, though, man. These, these coaches are constantly in here, college and pro. Uh, they're just constantly grinding. And I and I respect it, uh, you know, but. For me, you know, I'd have to learn all the kickoff schemes, kickoff return schemes. And that's the one thing I'm not really, uh, you know, really passionate about, I should say, <laughs> uh, learning all that. But, you know, I still love it, man. I, I could I could definitely see myself becoming an assistant a, a somewhere if I if I really uh, push for it. But, uh, yeah, it's just something that I'd like to pass on to younger players as well. Even if I were to own, just run my own long in camps and teach them the importance of all those special teams, so yeah, it, yeah. that would definitely be an option for sure. So, so it's taking cool. you, taking you back before the start of your NFL career, I know that you were working in a sub shop. That's right. You were, you, you, and you're a fellow pizza man. I, I spent a, <laughs> a lot of my life making pizzas. There you uh, go. Dur- during the quarantine, did you? Uh, I know that you were struggling with your circular pies before. Have you gotten? the perfect pizza down yet or uh, uh, i've gotten it down so we sold less. that actually yeah, we <laughs> sold that actually in 27 yeah it's 2017 but uh they still let me in there uh my my picture's up on the wall um and you know they always feed me for free i hate it because i love you know going in there <laughs> on, and, and giving it back but uh and i've been doing that since i was 13 years old going in there making myself food and you know working there for 10 hours a day. Right. Uh, but I love that, man. That was something I was doing while I was grinding to try to win a job in the NFL. Got cut by the Packers. A week later, I was making pizzas, making subs again. Um, and everyone would just, you know, that was the best part was the community that comes into that, to that pizza shop, sub shop. Uh, they were all so close. They're, it was such a mom and pop place. They're like, oh, what's happening with your, your NFL career? Are you going to, you know, be able to come in or, come in later and, you know, yeah. get a job. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm grinding right now. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm making your pizzas and then I'm going to work out right after this. So, you know, uh, it was, and I actually got a phone call by um, the Washington football team, which was the Redskins at the yeah. time. Um, I was at work and I got a, I got a phone call saying, Hey, we want you to come in and, and try out. So I ran out. Or did out. they know that you were at the shop and they called the shop? No, no, they called my phone while I was there. It was, yeah. So, so I had to work out with them. So, uh, tell, and, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, tell me about that dynamic about like, so when I was working in a pizza shop, I never uh-huh. had aspirations of making it to the NFL or anything like that. But to be a guy that has already, you were already on the Packers and then you were, right. you went back to that shop. So what was that kind of dynamic like that you were an NFL player um, that like uh, was like you said that everybody kind of knew you there and there was a little community right. so what was that like just being a guy and when did you know that the nfl was like a realistic career path for you yeah so it was it it took a little bit you know getting cut by the packers was tough for me you know i just mm-hmm. didn't expect it i was the only guy on the roster and they ended up bringing back the guy i filled in for the year before 
So that was tough. I took a couple weeks and I'm just to get my mind right. And I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta do the same thing. I gotta, I was doing the same thing the year before when I wasn't getting a single phone call by anyone when I was a rookie with the bears, got cut and was just working at a pizza shop waiting for a phone call. And once I found out, you know, I had that opportunity with the Packers, I'm like, okay, there's, there's gotta be another opportunity for me. So I'm, took a couple of weeks, you know, like, all right, let me get back in here. The, the toughest part, honestly, was just the people coming in and asking me, Hey, what's wrong? I thought you were with the Packers. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people understand, you know, the whole process of getting cut and how tough uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And cutting the NFL. So I had to, you know, explain to a lot of them and you know, I'm still trying, I'm still working out. And I, I had that one opportunity. So I, I felt like it was a good, you know, a good step to getting another opportunity. So I kept working out, still wasn't getting any calls. It wasn't until week 10, of that year of the NFL um, in 2016 that I got to call from the Redskins and then two and played two games with them, got cut two weeks after that, get the call from the Eagles. And, uh, and from there on out, I've been an Eagle, which has been amazing, but yeah, it's just like, that was that grind that I had to do and keep my mindset right. That I was like, I don't want to tell myself I'm not going to make it in this league because I knew I was good enough to make it in this league. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great, man. Yeah. Um, talking about being, the, you know, you're like the the Jedi of, of, of the group now. You're one of the guys <laughs> that have been around here longest. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look, looking back at that 2017 team, um, you know, it was an amazing run. Mm -hmm. And but looking at this picture, you know, like, you know, we, we, we tend to think that the 2017 team is the same team as today. And looking right. at this this picture, we're going to it's going to it might shock you a little bit, but um. These are all the guys that are left from that 2017 wow. team. You know what's uh, funny? The other day I was thinking, my like, gosh, how many guys are left from that team? See, yeah, I did the math for you. <laughs> I did the math for you. You certainly did. Look at you right in uh, right. Hey, man, you're almost dead center in man. the middle. That's right. In the middle. Center, yeah, I remember I had that picture up at my mom's house. <laughs> with, with, with the X's and the checks on there? Or, uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's crazy though man that's so i, I will be sharing that on social media uh yeah. later so if you want to retweet that um uh, no but I'm, yeah. I'm saying that uh but looking at that picture yeah you know you you've been uh on this team during the highs and and now you've been on this team during the lows like now what what, what are the biggest differences between having uh you know a, 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 being on a super bowl winning team and now you're you're on a team that's you know it's not a rebuild, but it's you're regrouping uh, right. coming off of last season. What's that? What's that been like? You know, it's 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 so different, you know, because I'm coming into a team in 2017 and 2016. You know, we had the tools. We just didn't we just weren't locked in enough. Mm -hmm. um, and I played the last three games, the 2016 season and getting ready for the 2017 season. We started bringing guys like Alshon and Chris Long. Um, and, you know, these these guys who were already there as well, we had such a, an amazing veteran uh, group of guys to take all of us young guys, including myself, um, to the next level. Donnie Jones was a huge inspiration for me. Yep. <laughs> Longball, Donnie Longball uh, was a huge inspiration for me because he taught me how to, you know, take things with a grain of salt, take everything with a grain of salt within the league and, you know, having a short-term memory that group of veteran guys is so hard to replicate. You know, we had such a tight knit group in that locker room because those veteran guys knew what it took to get to that, le to that level, like Malcolm and uh, Chris Long and 
uh, LeGarrette Blunt, all those guys who had been to Super Bowls and won Super Bowls, they, they knew what to say at the right times. You know, all these veteran guys came up and spoke almost every week about where we wanted to be and what we wanted to do. And everything was just ever since Jake's kick, uh, <laughs> the week three, yep. everything just clicked. Everything was just I, I, I was just sitting there one day at practice. I'm like, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm going to snap in a this is week like four or five. I'm like, I'm going to be snapping in a Super Bowl. How am I going to respond to that? You know, and, and it was just weird because I didn't at the time, you know, we didn't know if we we're ever going to get to the Super Bowl. But I'm like, this is the type of team that can do this. Yep. Um, it was nothing like I'd ever been on any other team anywhere else. And um, yeah, can compare to, you know, the last couple of years, we've you know, we have the tools. We have those same tools. We may not have those same veteran guys. It's weird to consider myself now as a veteran guy and having to lead some younger guys around. But uh, we've had those tools. I just felt like everything that clicked in 2017 just wasn't clicking in, you know, 2018, 2019, 2020. You know, injuries was just so hurtful for all of us. You know, that, you know, that team just we're because so, every week I'm like, gosh, we are so good, but we're just not putting it together. What are we doing? Like, yeah. what is so different about this team from 2017 to 2018, 2019? And, uh, you know, it's it was just tough to watch, you know. And of course, I'm, you know, I'm not an offensive defensive mind, but, uh, you know, I felt like we were just, you know, we're just having those hiccups here and there when we could have, you know, executed in certain spots. And I feel like, Every Eagles fan knows this. That's all I hear about in the media is like how good we can be. But, you know, we were just weren't clicking. And I feel like a new coaching staff, younger players, you know, I feel like that will be, definitely be a great refresh for this this organization. Um, and I think we're going to be successful. I, I Every year, I think we're going to be successful. And especially in this in this division, you know, it, it is the, the toughest division you can play in, no matter what anyone thinks about last year and our records. This is the toughest division you can play in. And uh, and since everyone, you know, didn't have a great record last year, why can't we have a, a good record this year just because we're young? You know, so I, I'm really looking forward to this year. Definitely. And as, as speaking for the fans, uh, me, Gail, everyone else included, we could totally attest to the fact that like the energy you felt that 2017 year, mm-hmm. we it, it just had that feeling to it. Like yeah. I, I remember after Jake Elliott's bomb kick, uh, <laughs> I, I remember like just throughout that entire year, like this just feels different. Everybody yeah. is just stepping up at like every, at every single position. And could you just take us back to like that 61 yard kick? Cause I, I know you were, you were snapping the ball, correct? Yeah. <laughs> so like, did, re, be honest with me. Were you sitting there like snapping the ball? You're like, is he actually going to make this thing? Yeah, or like, w- w- was it, were you surprised when you saw, when you saw it go through? I, I, I honestly, I just didn't know what to expect. You know, I mean, this young kid who just uh, came out that year and we picked up from the Bengals a week before, um we played the Chiefs and you know I was just like I didn't know what to expect and you know he had such a good rhythm and he was so you know lively and and ready to go and uh and that's what I love about Jake he came out there with it seemed like he was under zero pressure mm-hmm. you know I, and I and I went that out there I'm like well it's 24-24 so you know if something went wrong it's not the worst thing in the world we're going to overtime, overtime. you know so so I'm like, all right, let's just do it. And so we go out there. They call a timeout on the first first kick. Mm-hmm. We, I snapped the ball, or I didn't snap the ball on purpose because I'm like, I don't want this kid kicking two 61 yarders in a row. Because you know, what if he, you know, 
uses all Smart the strength move. on the first one. Uh-huh. You know? So I did not snap the ball, waited, we come back, and, uh, you know, just sitting there, re- like, ready to go. I have Giants players in my ears because I'm moving the ball around a little bit, and they're like, he's moving the ball, he's moving the ball, like, yelling <laughs> to the ref and, you know, trying to, you know, get me Push you guys back. And he, yeah. Yeah, so I snapped the ball, and, man, he just – that thing just kept going. It just kept going and sneaking into that upright, like right through that upright. And I'm sprinting downfield because it's a long kick and Odell's in the, in the end zone. My first reaction is get down the field and make a play on Odell because if he gets this kick, then, you know, he could potentially return it. But I see that ball sneak through and I just hear the crowd erupt. I whip off my helmet. I'm yelling, screaming, just, running circles around the field. It was just in, incredible. And, and that's that right there was that mo- that like awakening moment for me. I'm like, wow, this team is special. Like, I know we're only two and one, but th- this place is rocking. These fans are going crazy and things, things just started to click after that. So it was just, I, I mean, I still look back at it today. It's just so special what we did in 2017, man. Absolutely. And I, I knew you guys were going to win the Super Bowl in week eight. I had the vibe then. <laughs> I caught the vibe. Even when our, our guy Carson went down, I still yeah. had the vibe, man. Like, you guys yeah. had a a, a <clears throat> ton of uh, tremendous leaders on the team. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I was talking to um, Elijah Qualls, and he was – he was telling me how important the veteran leadership was in the in the in the locker room. And he also told me about how like Chris Long, what he meant to the team, and just being oh, yeah. that like guy who just got everyone going, laughing, and yeah. um, his leadership was tremendous. But um, uh, we have we have uh, you know we have crazy Eagle fans. We have one of our craziest Eagle fans from London checking in. Uh, he had a question for you. He says, uh, question for Rick. Was there players that did a lot of trash talking to you uh, to try and get you off your game? Is there, <laughs> yeah, is there yes. one guy in the league that uh, – Well, we I, I, I don't know about specific players, but, uh, you know, I like it, that Giants game, everyone was yelling at me because I'm, you know, moving the ball around a little bit, getting ready to snap the ball. They're constantly trying to, you know, uh, put it on me that I'm, you know, moving the ball around, trying to tell a ref, hey, he's moving the ball, I can't do that. But, uh, you know, I, I got that a lot and you kind of just have to shut all that out. You know, it's it's tough when uh, big dudes are, that are a lot bigger than you and a lot scarier than you <laughs> are yelling at you. But, you know, you kind of just sh- shut it out and, you know, hope for the best. And, you know, it, we were I get it all the time still. But, uh, yeah, it's it's funny. I don't hear as much as the D linemen do and the offensive linemen do. I know there's a lot of trash talking going on there, especially when you hear guys mic'd up. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 funny what what guys will say to me when they know nothing about long snapping ball. So yeah, <laughs> he's like, "You stink your Fortnite, man." <laughs> so, I mean, so so six two two forty is that kind of mm-hmm. like the frame that you need to be as a long snapper? Because I, I know there's like, you know, for a wide receiver, they want them to be this, you know, like. So what is what is the right. what is the frame like for yeah, a so long snapper? When I was coming out, I took a list of all the snappers in the league coming out of college. And I'm like, okay, am I, you know, the right size? I calculated all their heights, all their weights, 6'2", 240 was the exact, you know, median Average. of yeah. the entire NFL. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. I feel like I'm right there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like I'm, you know, not super undersized compared to, you know, the players I'm going up against on punt team and, and uh, field goal, you know, I get a lot of help from my guards, Brandon Brooks and Isaac, who are right next to me. Um, you know, 
big body dudes that are, you know, saving me. I've had JJ Watt in the A gap. I've had, uh, you know, uh, is it Demarcus Lawrence from the Cowboys? He yeah. clobbed my head on one on one play before, and that did not feel good. Uh, I also got a penalty drawn on him for it, but we didn't end up taking it. We just made the kick. But uh, but yeah, it's there's some big dudes that go on there, go out there, and I feel like six two is you know is tall in the, you know the real world, but out there you're small. I feel very small compared to everyone else out in the football field. Totally. And uh, so you as a uh, long snapper, we talked earlier about how you went to long snapping camps and stuff like that. Yeah, yep. I, I never even knew that those things really existed. Could you tell us what like a I long heard snapping... band camp? I heard a band camp, not <laughs> yeah. long snapping camp. Like, I, I've just never seen anything like no advertisements for a long snapping camp. Is that yeah. something that's uh, like put on by colleges or something like that? Or are, are they not that hard to find out there? Or? It's you know, it's funny, like my junior year, it was it wasn't very popular. It wasn't popular at all for guys to go to camps. I, when I was going to camps out uh, my junior year of high school, you know, these, I got kids going to camps now that are in sixth, seventh grade and uh, the same camps that I went to, I'm a junior in high school. It's like about to get, you know, recruited to go to college somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, on the bottom of the list because I've had no experience with long stamping. So I had to take, you know, one year and just dedicate my whole year to long stamping if I wanted to go go to college somewhere just to snap because I was just finding out then that I'm like colleges are recruiting guys like me to go to, to go to school and just long snap. That's it. No playing, no other positions. Right. And, uh, you know, I wasn't getting any looks for playing DN and center. Uh, I was definitely undersized to do all that in, in college, especially the D1 level. So, when I dedicated my my time to long snapping and started getting uh, recruiting offers from, you know, Rutgers, I got a walk on offers from Rutgers, uh, Towson University and Old Dominion came in with my first offer um, for a scholarship. And I'm like, I'll take it because no one else is talking to me right now. Right. Um, and I, I knew of Old Dominion because my uncles went there and the, the program was brand new and they were successful for the year or two that they started up. And I, I definitely made the right choice of going there, man. I had a phenomenal roommate, uh, Taylor Heineke, who just signed with the Washington football team. He was my mm-hmm. roommate all four years. Nice. Uh, yeah. So he, we were, he, had a, he had a tremendous game. He did. Uh, I was, I was, prime I, time. I, I could not talk for two days because I was screaming the whole game, man. I just wanted him to do well. And the moment he dove into that end zone, man, I was just absolutely going nuts. But uh, yeah, he he did the same exact move in college too, and it, it's just hilarious that you know, still the same player and still making making the same type of plays. He was phenomenal in college. He was a Walter Payton Award winner, which is the Heisman of the D1AA, uh, his sophomore year. And yeah, man, we were we're still like this. We're very close, and yeah, it's it's crazy experience getting you know going from just being a long snapper there, you know, to having my good friend Taylor, the, the quarterback going to the NFL too. And, you know, we played each other. Uh, I think it was my second game of my, uh, my career. We played the Vikings in the NFC North championship when I was at the Packers and we finally saw each other out in fo- on the NFL football field. So that was, you know, whole thing, but going back to long snapping. Uh, yeah. I didn't know the, that these camps existed. Thank gosh that my uh, mom worked with this long snappers father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew all about this already and I didn't 
And wow. there was about 10 kids at these, maybe 10 kids at these camps. There's now, I think, maybe an average of 40 to 60 on every camp uh, wow. that he started. Mm-hmm. You know, he's grown this business and is booming because, you know, no one knew what long stepping was. And he became this little niche and blew up. And as a long stepping coach, he's getting all these kids to go to college just to long snap. And it's very impressive. And, uh, yeah, and I, he's not the only guy I went to. Um, that's Rubio long snapping, by the way. Uh, I went to an, another local guy in um, New Jersey, Special Team Solutions. They had a camp. I now go out to a guy in Arizona. He's the one who helped me go from college to pro. His name is Gary Zahner. He used to be a coach in the NFL and has helped a ton of guys and still runs camps every year to get guys in the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's just blown up, these special teams camps, because it went from – no guys now everyone knows about it everyone talks to me about it which camp should i send my son to blah 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 yeah. and yeah it's it's crazy because at the time i had no i had no idea you know right. i was just you know just starting out as a junior in high school and now i got sixth graders ready to go long snap i'm like you better <laughs> play some other positions too because this is not something you just do in high school and you know you're not going on, yeah. people want athletes they don't want just long snappers out there <laughs> I, that's why you know, I, I take pride in, you know, getting where I am because, you know, I didn't just long snap. You know, I, I wrestled, I, you know, played football, I played baseball, I threw javelin, you know, yeah. I did whatever I could to get, uh, you know, to be an athlete. And I, cause I love sports, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a competitor. I'd like to say. So. Very nice. Well, yeah. he, well, hear me out. Hear me out here. I got, this is a whole branding thing, right? It's coming right before eyes. Uh, Lovato's, um, uh, Lovato's long snapping camp. Yeah, Lovato long snapping. I I, I need to trade market. <laughs> Get on it. I'm Let's trying, see. man. I need to. Lovato long snapping.com. There we go. Are you going to have man. drills like this? Are you, are you going to be snapping oh, hoagies? Man, at, uh... <laughs> you have that clip. Oh my gosh, that was that media day in general was just absolutely wild. Someone made me put that sandwich together and then snap it to Donnie. That was just <laughs> hilarious. So is, uh, is that the weirdest thing that you've ever like snapped? Or have, you, have you snapped other oh, yeah. things other than footballs out there? <laughs> I mean, not much. I had a video back in, when I was like in high school on YouTube, um, snapped a basketball full court into the net. Nice. There's no nothing but net. Um, but yeah, no, that was the weirdest thing. Like I worked in the sub shop. And then what's funny is I had, you know, one of my old friends send me the same thing. He took a sub roll and he snapped it <laughs> to someone while he was there. But, uh, yeah, that was that was probably the weirdest thing I had to snap before because I obviously ne- never took a sub roll and tried to snap it to someone. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it looks pretty I, good. That would be good for, you know, any anything now that if I want to go back and do a commercial for, for uh, Joyce's Subs and Pizza, I should, I should look at that and try to do that. Well, Rick, I'm glad that you brought that up because it seems as if you, <laughs> you had a career in acting yeah. as well. Yeah. Am I going to be in a shot with Rick Lovato, the Rick Lovato? Is that what, that's what's happening right now? Dude, are you fucking Fry Tash, man? I am he. Can you sign my neck? No, I can't sign your neck, dude. Come on, get a piece of paper like a civilized human being. Yo, Paul, you got a piece of paper? Fry. Fry? I love you, Fry. Goodbye. 
Oh, that's great. I love that clip. Oscar, man. get this man an Oscar over here. <laughs> we we, we got to know. What, what was that about? And you know, did you get the autograph? <laughs> so uh, the guy with the crazy hair, uh, he's my brother-in-law now. Um, my my wife's uh, sister's uh, husband. Mm-hmm. And he, he's been doing that show. It was like a small mini series he's been doing now for a while. And he invited me on because he was trying to have, you know, a few few people that he knew he had jay muse from jay and silent bob he had a uh, another uh comedian that does podcasts i forget her name but uh on that same episode but i didn't see her but yeah he invited me up to do this and i'm like yeah sure why not i've never done this before i mean i practiced my lines i didn't have a lot of lines but i practiced my lines like <laughs> weeks before because i'm like gosh i'm not good on in spotlight so i, I really need to practice these lines oh, make sure please. i'm not messing up that day that delivery yeah. was as good as your long step. My guy. <laughs> you're you're, nat- you're natural, Rick. I appreciate it. Yeah, it took me it definitely took me a few tries to warm up to the camera, but uh, it was it was a cool experience, man. Jay like Jay Muse uh, is from my hometown. Actually, he's from Middletown, so that was really cool to be able to work with him. He's you know done so much uh, in New Jersey, so that was really cool. But that whole experience was just was just mind blowing. I'm like. I'm glad I did it. You know, I had never done acting before, so there you go. That, that was that was it. <laughs> That's awesome. You're you're a man of surprise. You're a man of surprises. Like yeah. I, I always feel like guys on special teams are very uh, much special people. So oh yeah, I mean you, <laughs> hey, man, you're showcasing. Except I don't. I can't do magic, guys. I can't do magic. The amount of times <laughs> I've been asked to do magic, I feel bad. I wish I could. No, no. I am no John Warmboss. Hey. I am no. John hey man, hey, you, you you're could, your you own probably... person. You could probably kill him in Fortnite, though. I, I know oh, yeah. you, you got him kill, owned in I Fortnite. I kill most of the team. Avante Maddox, though, is pretty good. He he he's, he's a good. pretty good matchup for me. Do you, but, uh, <laughs> do, you do you usually uh, do you play with any of the players on the team, or you got your own crew that you usually play with? Or yeah, I mean, every now and then, back when I mean, it's not nearly as popular anymore. We were we had just done a uh, NFLPA tournament. We played with streamers and uh, like community players. Like Avante was on a team with a few other guys that are really good at the game. I was on a different team and it was all for charity, which was really cool. This was a couple months ago. Nice. And so that, that was a great experience, but yeah, back when it was, you know, really popular in 2018, 2019, I played, you know, uh, with Jalen Mills. I played with all the corners, Avante and all them, um, played with a few Dallas, Dallas Goddard, of course, Avante. Mm-hmm best friend and brother because they live in the same household now for the last four years, three years. Yeah. But, but do, do, uh, you, uh, do you have a go-to gun? Like you have one gun that you pick up. You're like, Oh, this game's over. I'm winning. If, as long as I have, you know, a, a decent pump shotgun, mm-hmm. um, then I'm good. To go. I'm ready to go. If I got a good shotgun, with the shotty. Go. It's one, one pump and done. There we go. That's very it. nice. But you know, I actually uh, did a, I did a pair of uh, Vance for Avante as well oh did you really nice yeah, yeah there you yeah. go uh, i mean are you uh are you ready for uh some 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 questions some uh, game time are you ready for some game time and some trivia don't, yes don't kill me with some crazy questions but <laughs> but you know you, you're good under pressure though that's the thing like you're yeah, good I under know. pressure so I, I, <laughs> you know they better be uh softball questions then because I, <laughs> I need them we'll, 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 we'll try we'll try right. um now, what is the longest punt Ooh. In, in Eagles history? I, I know this, I but I, I think oh. it's 
I know it's by Randall Cunningham. I know that for sure. Yes, sir. And yes, it's, sir. was it a, a 92 yard punt? Is that right? Or is it 98? Sure. I think it was 91. 91. Brianna Cunningham had a 91 yard punt in 1989. Yeah, 80 yarder in nineteen ninety four. I remember watching that as a kid and being like, why is he doing that? But that is awesome. The quarterback is um yeah, he, I mean you're go ahead. He had that turf, he had that you know, astro field. That ball was bouncing, man. That doesn't do that anymore in these yeah. fields. <laughs> but hey, I, all respect to him. He's still as a quarterback. He was bombing that ball, and that was out of the end zone too. Yeah. I remember seeing that that clip. You know, that's yeah, I, I mean, we we don't need to spotlight Gail right now, but I mean, we both weren't really watching that game live. Gail, on the other hand, <laughs> I'm, 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 we I'm wearing Kelly Green over here. Come on. Hey, uh, I'm waiting for those next... throwback jerseys, man. Yeah, uh, I just they got to approve that helmet change. That's all they got to do. Please. Please, Rick, please. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love it. Here's another one. Who has the longest field goal in Eagles history, and who has who was the previous kicker who held the record before it was broken? First part to layup. Yeah, it's Jake Elliott, of course. <laughs> yeah. With the 61-yarder, and David Akers was the sec second longest. Mm. Mm, my guy. My guy. No? My guy. Jake Elliott, 61-yard game-winning field goal. Broke the Eagles franchise record oh, at 59 Tony yards set Franklin. on Nover 12, 1979 by Tony Franklin against the Cowboys at Texas Stadium. I would well, I you could were, not. That was way before my time. I could not. You got you, you got it half right, though. You got it half right. You got it half right. So you're these aren't softball questions. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Well, I, you know, they start easy and then they get a little haywire. We're gonna we're gonna close it out pretty quick here. But um uh, let's see which um let's see here this is a nice one who is the only coach on the eagles to coach under and play under chip kelly on the current eagles coaching staff is the only coach on the eagles to coach under and play under chip kelly uh, that would be Mike Clay, correct? Oh, this guy! This yeah, guy. my Scott East Coast, man. Look at him, look at him. Played no, at I see and uh, coached under him when he first got there. Correct I'm, uh, see, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you brownie points. See, see that, that, you know, you, see, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Know, uh, that one I knew. That one I knew the whole right. question. <laughs> Let's see, our last one here. Uh, it's, it's according to, it's, a, it's about Mike, Michael Clay. Yeah. Uh, which NFL team did Coach Clay play for before getting cut in 2013? Oh, uh, was it the Eagles? Mm, uh, no. <laughs> Let me hold, hold, hold on one sec. Let me. Get, I, don't, let me get, I honestly yeah. don't know his background with. <laughs> I know he coached with the 49ers and he was with the Eagles. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you three guesses and I'm going to give you a – you're on number two. And okay. we're going to give you a AFC East team. AFC East. AFC East, my guy. Miami. Oh, look at this guy. I knew. I actually think I do. That is correct. That is correct. That is, Dang, that is correct. That is correct. Yeah, you, yeah. Hey, man, you pretty, what was like pretty much three for four. Almost. Yeah. I call three and a half. Three and yeah, a half for four. Three and a half. I don't know. I don't know. 
Those were now, Rick, the now, questions. Now, Rick, for winning the contest, you had to get 75. You got 75%, right? <laughs> so you, you win a pair of custom kicks. You know, I do custom kicks in my go. spare time. Awesome. Custom vans. Uh, you get your pick. Uh, we, we can go Midnight Green. Ooh, I like those uh, a lot. Or we could we can we could uh hold on let me get let me take the brand out of here. Um we know or we're big we, on the Kelly Green, man. We could go Kelly Green in the house. Ooh, wow. You, oh, that's tough. I got I got a few Kelly Green stuff that I'd love to match that with on game day. Ooh, can we go can we go back to the midnight green? I need to compare again. Do those have the eagle on the side too, or is that just the Kelly Green? Yeah, they do. They do. They, they do. They do. Oh man, I, I'm gonna have to go with the Kelly Green, man. Those are. Those oh, are this guy, fire. this guy, this guy. He's going with the Kelly Green vans. Those you know, are hey, fire. That we, is awesome. We, we we appreciate you coming on and like stopping by and and, and just chopping it up. I think it's it's important to get to know the Eagles players from uh, all different levels. It's not all about football. It's all about, sometimes it's about off the field. So it's a, we're, we appreciate you stopping by though. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate appreciate you guys taking the time, sitting down with a long snapper on the team, you know. Hey, the d- I, the door is always wide open if you ever want to jump back on. So uh, absolutely, thank guys. you, thank you for jumping on. This has been awesome, dude. Thank awesome. you. Yeah, you, you have yourself a, a fantastic night, man. Yeah, man. You guys have a great weekend this weekend too. Thank you. Well, for me, Rick, Evan, um, it's, it's always fly, Eagles fly, and we'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs>